I grew up in foster care as well. And um, these stories of children not making it home and the graves um, kind of resonated with me as my story in the foster care kind of felt like I was kind of hidden as well. And the stories that were brought out growing up older and trying to kind of justify the events that have happened in my past and to share my story sometimes often didn't I didn't feel heard as well. Chantelle de Sorcy has a story to tell. Now, she's a grade five to six teacher at St. Anne Elementary School and felt really strongly that more than one day needed to be set aside to recognize the Indigenous history experience. So she started a brand new project at the school last year called the Because Project. Judy Peters from the Steinbach Online Newsroom had a conversation with Chantelle, learning a little bit more about that program, why Chantelle feels so strongly about it. And in that, Chantelle tells a little bit of her story. Here's their conversation. So as we move toward truth and reconciliation, this is what uh, what we as a country are working toward. What is happening at St. Anne Elementary that helps everyone get closer to our destination? I think that we need to recognize that there's not an end point, but a path where we take steps to restore relationships. There's no final destination. And I think it's important to recognize that this is like a journey that's going to take um, many generations and we're not going to reach a final destination. Um, St. Anne Elementary is taking steps such as representing our Indigenous students in our school and also in our community and seeing and identifying themselves in their learning and can connect to their own personal identities. Uh, Non-Indigenous students are also recognizing their role in what reconciliation is and how that works and understanding how and why we're kind of all treaty people. So where did the Because Project, how did that get started? We started the Orange Shirt Day in September. That's kind of been like an every year thing. And then throughout the year, we carry our Indigenous perspective teaching cross-curricular throughout the year, and each teacher kind of looks differently. Um, And we recognize that National Indigenous Month is in June, and the summer solstice is on the June 20th, which is a huge traditional ceremony for Indigenous people. Um, And then we began the Because Project when the residential school grave numbers hit 215. And we realized that the Indigenous truth and reconciliation needed to be more than just a one-off day on, in September for Orange Shirt Day or for Summer Solstice, but we needed to act on and begin a journey towards healing and reconciliation that our nation needs. So the Because Project was a collaborative brainstorm with students and teachers here at SAE for actions that we could uh, take with a focus on meaning behind those actions, hence the Because and the Because Project. So every activity or learning task that has been connected behind it is to learn about Indigenous culture and honour the survivors and those who never made it home. And it's also made the kids reflect on their lives and community with more gratitude for their safety, their rights and freedoms afforded to them. The past year has been a struggle for many Canadians and for many reasons and in many ways. As residential school sites are being explored and we're seeing the growing number of children who did not survive, And we hear more stories from survivors who are brave enough to revisit this dark part of their life. What has the past year been like for you? How have the events of the past year changed you? You're you're quite involved with all of this. Mm -hmm. I have often growing up, I grew up in foster care as well. And um, these stories of children not making it home and the graves um, kind of resonated with me as 
my story in the foster care kind of felt like I was kind of hidden as well. And the stories that were brought out growing up older and trying to kind of justify the events that have happened in my past and to share my story sometimes often didn't, I didn't feel heard as well. And so I can kind of relate to to the residential schools and, and part of being a survivor and being part of the CFS care. And so just wanting to share and shine like our own Indigenous identity and putting a different light on the stereotypes and the stigmas be, be by being like a Métis person or an Indigenous person. Um, it's always kind of been hidden and I've always been afraid to kind of identify I'm I'm dual so I have Métis and I'm also Filipino so if anybody asked me what do I identify as I would never firsthand say that I had an Indigenous background and so uh, this past couple years and then with the graves it's kind of like I had to kind of step out and um, be a voice for those who haven't had a chance to have a voice and share the hurt and the trauma and the healing that we actually need to get past this and move on. So now when people ask you that question, you respond differently. Since you've started responding differently, what has that been like? Uh, it's been a huge step for me in growing in my own identity. I'm still hesitant, um, but it's something that I have to build confidence in and knowing who I am. I feel like uh, foster care is really kind of stripped who my identity was and, and being able to connect the roots and where I grew up and what my family bloodline is, has been really hard because of my family history of foster care as well. Um, so it's kind of just building myself and, and seeing myself um, not just as Indigenous, but also just another human. And um, everybody has a chance to to uh, grow and heal and having that that chance to be able to heal is, I think, is the most important for me. And so I would identify that I do have Indigenous blood and I am Filipino and I am proud to say that I'm figuring out who I am. And um, this day and age, it's, it's a possibility to, to kind of explore what my identity is, whereas before it was very hidden and something to be ashamed of. So I am seeing a lot of change in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Well, my final question, what do you see in the students as they're learning about residential schools and the history? Um, I think the students have shown a lot more openness. It's become more of a natural conversation. It's not a huge shock. Um, and we're seeing a lot of empathy in students of all backgrounds, um, including uh, the Indigenous students and students who don't have Métis or Indigenous um, blood. And we're just starting to see a huge community. And there's there's uh, so much empathy in these students. And they're wanting to make a change. And they're wanting to make a difference. And they're curious. And they want to know how they can be a part of change. And, and how they can be partnerships in our Indigenous communities. And have a true treaty. And um, build those friendships. So the huge, even from from two years ago, um, looking into St. River School and how much St. River has put Indigenous perspective in the curriculum and in their schools and in the hallways. Um, it's just a huge change overall from teachers to students as well. That must really boost your your confidence and also the hope that you have for what our future can be. 
It definitely does. Yes. I remember in school, I only realized that I was different than everybody else. I think it was like in grade seven, eight. And only then I started recognizing, oh, I'm not, I'm not the white, like my, like my white friends. And then I recognized that I had color and I didn't really have my own identity. It was just kind of like French culture. I grew up in, in the brokery. And so it just was like you were French. You know, there was no Métis. There was no talks about Indigenous. And then we would hear about powwows and stuff, but it was kind of, there was its own stigma around it. And there was no, there was no knowledge given about it. And so it was still like one of those one-offs, like let's do a craft about dream catchers or um, something that was just like thrown in. And it wasn't taught as, indigenous culture as a way of life and traditions and how our history used to be and so it's come a long way and I'm excited to see it continue to grow and hopefully um, we can really continue on this path towards reconciliation and, and real action and I feel like we're we're in a different um, time zone almost like we have more uh, freedoms to express who we are and um, uh, knocking down some of the stereotypes and, and really understanding who we are as people in general and, and, and our freedoms and what our rights are. It's become more and more um, louder over the last couple of years in many areas. And so I feel like this is the perfect opportunity to kind of get the truth out there and, and really have it clear and have that history out clear too. Absolutely. I really appreciate you taking the time and being brave enough to share your story with us. That's not something that's easy for anybody to do, but that's that's part of the teaching. That's part of how we grow and how we move toward a brighter future. So I just want to say a huge thank you for taking the time to chat with us today. Yeah, thank you for having us.